This Valentine's Day is the first ever Valentine's Day that I have not been in a codependent mindset. Mamas, I know what you're thinking. Jasmine, this is a lovey-dovey heart-to-heart podcast. What are you doing talking about celebrity gossip? But what you may not know about me is my unhealthy obsession with Megan Fox and MGK, okay? If you haven't heard, the it entertainment couple um there is speculation of a breakup and this is right after valentine's while she posted on valentine's to give you context okay everybody knows megan fox transformers blew her up as like the hottest girl ever and um i remember as a kid watching confessions of a shopaholic and she was like the it popular bad girl in like preteen school and I thought she was the most gorgeous girl I had ever seen and that's never gone away like if anyone's like who's the hottest girl I'm like it's Megan Fox um and like I remember her from fun in the sun literally when I was like a little girl and and she was a couple years older right so that that was like the demographic I idolize, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, Megan Fox, like those were the girls that were like the it girls, right? Um, So when I found out, okay, that she was dating Machine Gun Kelly, that's when I realized who Machine Gun Kelly was. And I was like, having this debate, Jack and his friends introduced me to his music when he went punk, because he's always been a rapper, um, which I've never been into rap, but I love punk pop. Like Avril Lavigne, it's so niche. Like, I love that. So they were like showing me, uh, they, they always played music videos on in the background and they showed Bloody Valentine, which was like one of MGK's first pop punk songs that he changed his music style from rapping to punk pop. And Megan Fox was in the music video. And I'm like, what? She's back. And then I found out they were actually dating. And I'm like, what? Who is this guy even more? So I imprinted on Megan Fox and MGK. And they were like the first couple to that I ever was aware of that first came out about like astrology and twin flames and all this shit, right? So the whole time, I thought Megan Fox was the Taurus and MGK was the Leo. And I'm like, oh my God, it's me and Jack all over again. And twin flame, right? That didn't click until later, but... So... I'm just going to go with that. And I honestly thought it was like a chance to break down my experience with my twin flame and speculate on their breakdown. And (laughs) who am I? Um, I just... I'm so passionate about it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, there's this other side to me. Um... 
And it's kind of funny, actually, I was, when I was looking into their horoscopes and stuff, I was like, oh shit, like they're both Taurus. Um, and, and I was looking at their Chiron that came up on the interwebs and I'm like, what's your Chiron? Cause I know that that is like your wound, right? And Aisha and I didn't even talk about that, but that's a sign in your chart that is, it's basically your wounded healer. So it's the area in your life where it's like you can help everyone else around you, but not yourself, <laughs> right? But it's also like your um, Achilles, like if you can overcome that, then you're powerful, right? And I was like, okay, if I had a guess for what my Chiron would be, it would be a Leo because it feels so opposite to me. Like I'm Taurus fixed earth, Leo fixed fire. And I've always had major stage fright and like it's limited me from what I wanted to do in my life in the sense that I always loved singing and dancing, but I never pursued it because I was scared. I was scared of being seen. And like I say, my wound has been, I'm a burden, right? And so that ties into like avoiding presentations and all this. I always felt like I was wasting people's time, taking up space and energy. And like, I would avoid classes in university if they had presentations. Do you know what I mean? So I was like living my life in this fear and like an avoidance response. So if there was like a Leo, a spotlight opportunity, I would just like, "Mm, no, we're not doing that. So sure enough, I look it up and yes, my wound is Chiron um, in Leo. And it goes into like, you know, that wound, right, of, of not wanting to be seen. And look at what it says. It literally says, okay, the wounds for a Chiron in Leo or the fifth house is need for validation, attention, and approval, which y'all don't know this side of me, but younger high school me, this was definitely me, presenting a false front, addiction to drama and intensity, romance slash love addiction, (laughs) chasing the high, okay? This is me, yes, this is my wounds. Healing gifts, right, If if you can transcend that. Empowering others through authentic self-expression, playfulness, and healthy hedonism, using the arts to uplift and spread a positive message. (laughs) So hello, Mama Tribe. I love y'all. I am being my authentic self. I know this is way out of left field that I'm talking about MGK and Megan Fox, okay? But I love them. And there's there's just been this attraction to them and um like i just see similarities in my experience and theirs right so let's just talk about it okay and i swear there's a loving intention that i will get to at the end but this is breaking news and i am inspired and passionate about it So let's just go with that. Let's just have some fun, mamas. Let's just have some fun. Let's talk about gossip and celebrities and um, how this applies to my experience with my twin flame. And Megan Fox and MGK are into astrology and they have been open about their signs and open about um, the fact that they are twin flames and how that's like 
kind of been part of their journey and their story and their attraction, their intense, like, spiritual attraction to each other. Um, but I wanted to, to bring this up in the context of Valentine's Day, right? Which is when she posted, I can taste the dishonesty on your breath. Um, and I don't know if those are lyrics from an Eminem song, but basically MGK and Eminem had a wrap off and MGK lost. So it's kind of like a dig, right? And then obviously the lyrics themselves are like hinting at dishonesty. Now she's unfollowed him and she's followed Eminem. So this is definitely pointing towards a breakup. So let's talk about my fave couple and literally like the only couple I care about in Hollywood. I don't care about Ben and Jen. I don't care about, and not in like a rude mean way, but just it doesn't gossip celebrity gossip has never really appealed to me because I'm like you're not getting the full truth anyways and whatever but the more that I've been diving into my emotions and my experience the more I'm realizing that we're literally all human and the only difference between me and somebody else is their story and their passions and their strengths and their willingness to show up in that right so like MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, Colson Baker is just a human, just like me. And the only difference is that he's worked his fucking ass off and he shows up and he puts himself on stage and he gets crucified by his fans potentially or by the public and still shows up. Like that's fucking boss. That's fucking bold. Same with Megan Fox, right? Like The only difference between me and Megan Fox is she has worked her ass off in the film industry and the modeling industry, and she has, I'm sure she's got a story there with using her beauty to get her ahead in the world and the price that that costs, and still shows up, shows up on the red carpet wearing crazy outfits that you know you're going to get heat for, you know people are going to make fun of you publicly, and you know, be owning the fact that like her and MGK have a strange relationship where they talk about drinking each other's blood and stuff and they're open about it. And you know, you're going to get heat for that, but they still show up. And I admire that, you know, and the reason that this couple stands out to me is because I really projected so much of my relationship with Jack onto them. And when I first discovered the bloody valentine music video and like digging deeper into their love story um especially because they're like they're an odd match visually right megan fox is a knockout there's no qualms about that but mgk has like a unique beauty about him and he you don't notice it as soon as you see him because you just see like different He's super tall, but like skinny tall, lots of tattoos and dyed hair. Like he's not the typical hot guy that you would think of. But then all of a sudden Megan's attracted to him. So it's like, oh, like what's going on here, right? Like it just, there is something there, right? But so that kind of caught my attention. And then with MGK, I was never into the rap, but I love Avril Lavigne. If I had to pick a favorite artist, it would probably be Avril Lavigne. 
because I it's so nostalgic. It's so good. Her new album, Love Sucks, is just so good. And I heard her like on a radio talking to a guy like promoting it and just being like, I just want this to be like circa 2000 Avril just fucking owning her shit, nostalgic, you know? And I'm like, that album is literally perfect. And she has a song with MGK on there. And let me say there were some overlaps between my relationship and a few of those songs. Like, boys lie. Mm-mm-mm. Just girl power, okay? It's so good, so fun. And, you know, it's a big move. It would be like Carrie Underwood changing to rock and roll. It's like you don't typically change genres in the music industry right and so he did this big move and he got a lot of hate for it like I I see in my little life the ways that I've like put myself out there and the humiliation of that and I don't even have this like giant audience right I've got my mama tribe he's doing it on stage in front of thousands of people and he's like I fucking got my ass handed to me rapping in in this rap off with Eminem it's not me anymore. I'm going to try this new thing because I love it. And he really got into playing guitar during COVID and, um, and just went with it and took off and faced that fear and overcame it and won all these fucking awards. I don't even know Emmy, Grammy, I don't know music awards. Um, so like I say, I, I'm projecting a lot in the relationship where I'm like, twin flame energy and when I was living in port in the summer and off of work and just grieving and resting and like figuring out what I wanted to do which spoiler alert (laughs) still am um I was really into his music his like punk pop music mainstream sellout tickets to my downfall right and the titles are perfect it's like just owning the fact that you're doing something that people are not going to like and you're doing it anyway. And I just admire that so much. Um, and I would like get into this, the music and stuff, and I'm getting in more and more into their story and I'm like listening to their interviews and stuff. And the way it all happened was uh, they met on set for a movie called Midnight in the Switchgrass. And she was in it and they invited him to do it and he said yes because of Megan Fox right obviously and he was a nobody at this point he he says but he knew he was going to meet with her you know and she was fancy like she had her own room Megan Fox right like cast and I'm pretty sure he even said like I didn't even pack a lunch that day because I just felt like I was gonna go see her for lunch there was something like that and sure enough she invites him to her casting quarters and they sit down and she says how are you and he says I'm lost and she says well let's find you and that was literally the start to their meant to be relationship right and they talk about like their first date and MGK writes songs about it and they talk about in interviews how like 
they went out and like just stargazed and just like stared at each other. Like they didn't kiss or anything, but you just were like staring. And if that's not a soul connection, I don't know what is, right? Like they just, they had that magnetism and I'm so drawn to that because you know me, I like my astrology and my signs and all this stuff, right? I like the soul stuff. And uh, I just found it so special that this couple like is open about it. And this couple that I'm already so attracted to for different reasons. Um, So at first, you know, I just really idolized them and thought they were like the super intriguing hot couple. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm obsessed. And then when Jack and I broke up, I got even more into it, right? Because I was projecting so much. And I would go for runs and stuff listening to his music and really relating and understanding that like when he's singing about stuff, he's literally like, this is what he's experienced, right? And there's dark shit. And he talks about it more in his documentary, right? About his family and his upbringing and his abandonment and poverty and um, just fortitude, really, like doing what he loves no matter what and just seeing it through on top of the drugs and the depression and and the suicide suicide attempts and all this right so there's a lot of darkness there and that resonated as well um but then it got to the point where I realized I'm going on these runs and listening to this music and I'm not feeling good afterwards you know so I kind of like stopped and I kind of took a break and once I started healing my heart, I actually started not like feeling bad for them, but being like, I'm so sorry. Like that is an intense relationship. And I understand that because mine and Jack's relationship was intense and it is an energy sucker, right? Like in the documentary, they're talking about how he's like really into these heavy drugs and he like almost kills himself and she's there for him and she's this like beautiful supportive you know loving partner to him and all this and I'm like okay this is like Hollywood perfect couple but like when you actually think about that that is hard and that is stress on a relationship and it takes a lot of energy um and it's not all rainbows and fairy tales and happily ever after like the truth is right you're dealing with somebody who is hurting themselves and that hurts and I I won't share you know anyone else's story but I will just say right it's there are similarities and It's interesting that mine and Jack's relationship ended in a dishonest way and that theirs apparently did too. And I had this theory and I said it to Jack. I'm like, you're sabotaging yourself because you don't feel like you deserve it. And I don't even think I said that to him, mamas, because it's not my place. Like his journey is his own and... But this is why I'm passionate. I'm so fucking passionate about a man's worthiness wound because it's this thing with men where they think that if they're not good enough, 
then they're doing the world a favor by bowing out and stepping down and walking away. And I remember, I've told you guys the story about how Jack, when I end or I let go and realized I need to grieve on my own. This is the most loving thing I can do for both of us. Not put you through my tears and not put myself through the codependence of trying to, you know, change my feelings in order to not hurt you. Um, And then he said, September 17th, can we have coffee? Can we catch up? And he didn't. And all day I was like waiting for him to reach out. And I talked about this in episode two. And on that day, like before I went out with, I was a heaving mess. I told you this, right? And I watched a movie, a Nicholas Sparks movie, because I was like, this is the day that I just cried all out. And it was the one forever my girl. So I'm like, oh God, I'm in like self-sabotage mode, self-destruct, like just ball my eyes out mode. And the story goes, right? Like, and this kind of ties in with MGK and Megan Fox a little bit. It's, it's, the, it's the same patterns, mamas. We're all humans. We all go through these patterns and cycles. And basically what happened was they're about to get married and he leaves her at the altar and doesn't come back. And so she's devastated, right? And he stays away because he didn't ever know how to explain to her why he left but he ended up having to come back for a funeral, classic Nicholas Sparks, and they are their paths cross again and there's this attraction and they like bond again or whatever and then he repeats the pattern and he abandons her again. And he's on tour and you know like fucking around with these girls and being a piece of shit again and his manager's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you are happy with her. Like, what, what is this about? And he's like, dude, I'm not good enough. Like, I'm not, I'm no good for her. And his manager says, well, okay, but she loves you. So get it together. Like, right. And, and it's so simple. It's like, you, you might not think you're worthy of the love that you're receiving but if you reject that love that is fucking painful for the person giving it and I speak from experience and when it comes to MGK and Megan Fox with the dishonesty and stuff I'm totally projecting this but I wonder if that's what it was a worthiness wound of I'm just gonna fuck it all up so I'm gonna self-sabotage in any way that I can and as a rock star it wouldn't be hard right um So this is totally me projecting, but I realized at a certain point, I was like, I no longer admire this couple. I like, like I said, it's not that I feel bad for them, but I'm like, I'm glad that I'm not in that intense of a relationship anymore because it's such an energy waster. And I have found that I have so much more energy now to create and be free and, and like, express myself authentically and live in this hedonistic you know like like I you know I love my life chats and shit but it also feels good to just talk about this stuff it's like relationship drama and it just it seems like good timing in the sense that it's valentine's day and you know what I see in this breakdown if they're 
twin flame breakup wake up is anything like mine was, which we're all human, right? We all have similar feelings, different experiences. And I give them so much grace. Like I can't imagine going through what I went through in front of people, like in front of an audience, a global audience, and they both have kids, like kudos to them. You know, they're just people at the end of the day. And man, yeah, my heart goes out to that situation. That's really painful. And there can be a lot of good that comes from it, but it, it, it's it's in the dark now. Uh, I have sympathy for that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny. The more I look at the astrology and stuff, I see Megan Fox, her rising sign is a Capricorn, which if you remember from the episode with Aisha, the Capricorn is basically like the feminine CEO. <laughs> like, that's interesting. Um, and it's also not fixed, right? Taurus is fixed, stubborn, less like change averse. Capricorn is not, it's, it's more open and down for something new. And yeah, I, I'm not even going to get into MGK. I don't know that kind of shit, except what I will say is his son is a Taurus, which I'm surprised. His moon is a Pisces, which if you remember, Pisces is the oldest sign in the astrology. It's the deepest. It's the most emotional. So the fact that he's an award-winning lyricist kind of aligns with that. Um, the rising is Gemini, and Aisha is also a Gemini, but I don't know enough about Gemini, and it, it, I, I just don't know. I can't speculate on any of this. This is all me talking out of my ass, by the way. I'm just having fun and love astrology and MGK and Megan Fox. But I was telling you I got into like Chiron, that sign, and his Chiron wound, mamas, is a cancer, which is all about self-love. And that is the divine masculine, mamas, when a man can step into that role and be strong enough to give the love that he maybe never received. Strong enough to love himself in order to love others, to transcend that worthiness wound and step up and know I am a man that has something to add and I have love to give and I have hearts that I want to protect at no matter the cost because I love my woman, I love my baby and they need me because I am special, right? We need to know that in our hearts. We need to know our own love and worth in order to show up for people and not sabotage and fuck our lives up and fuck other people's lives up because we're all connected we're this web right so i got to rant about divine masculine and really i'm no expert i'm not an astrologist i haven't studied this um all I know is what Aisha said, the soul recognizes the truth. So if any of this has resonated for you, fucking go with it, okay? And if I'm talking out of my ass and I make mistakes and whatever, let me know. That's totally cool. I want to be responsive to you. I want to hear you and listen. All I can do is, is speak from my own experience. And uh, it's just, it's interesting that this has all kind of come about at this timing and 
we're just, we're just going with it, okay? I have to tell you about my Valentine's, okay? I... I was going to go out, but everywhere had like super long wait times. And I'm like, you know what? That actually doesn't sound super fun. I am going to go to the grocery store and pick up all the ingredients for chicken Alfredo. That's what I was craving. And it's funny, mamas. I, I had just said in another podcast that I'm like avoiding eating meat here or like, I think pretty sure I was certain about it. I'm like, I'm not eating meat here because... I don't like how the animals are treated and stuff. And um, I'm going to make mistakes. Let me be the first to tell you I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to talk in extremes and contradict myself. And and these are only the things I see. Like there's lots of things that you would see. You would, you would notice mistakes that I wouldn't even notice. So bear with me. And I do avoid purchasing meat at grocery stores because I don't like how the animals are treated. However, I was totally craving chicken Alfredo for Valentine's Day. And so your girl made it happen. Okay, moderation, everything in moderation. So I was alone on Valentine's Day. And yet I didn't feel lonely at all. I actually had an amazing day where things just clicked. And I was like, I had cried the night before, I had cried that morning and had like a good release of emotion. And it just settled for me that I'm like, I feel like my love story is already written. You know, like it's in God's hands. He wants me to be happy, right? Because I have more love to give when I'm feeling loved in the best way. So, and I know that and in order to be the best version of myself I can be, like that is a part of it, I believe, right? So it's like, I can, I can trust that. I can trust the spiritual process of that and like just relax and be like, okay, it's not in my hands. It, it, I don't have to worry about it. And then I'm thinking like, if my love story's already written, it's already this like future destiny thing, then like, what is the now, right? And the right now is my story. It's my relationship with God. It's like my heroine story. Whoa, <laughs> not in a drug way, <laughs> like a hero heroine. Um, and I'm just leaning into that. And I realized this Valentine's Day is the first ever Valentine's Day that I have not been in a codependent mindset. Right? And codependent, I've used this word many times and it's one of those trending words right now and I don't think people necessarily know what it means. Same with gaslighting, which so codependence is is basically putting other people's needs before your own, which we think is this selfless act and we think is what's right especially when it comes to motherhood mamas right that mom guilt that like your baby comes first and the thing is is they do but you have to take care of yourself first in order to give your baby which can be yourself if you're your own mama 
the most love that you can, right? And and it's funny, we've turned into a super mom society, right? Where the mom does everything and um, you're expected to be a full-time mother and a full-time worker and a full-time lover and a full-time friend, right? And we have very much drifted away from this mentality of it takes a village, right? We've got a very Western view of these things, a very individualized perspective now of like, I don't need help. I can do it all myself. And by all means, we have a lot more resources than we ever used to before. But when we are putting other people's needs before our own, we are depleted. We build resentment we fall apart. We're not built for it. Like, it's just so ironic that like, in order to care for the people we love the most, we have to take care of ourselves first. So we have more love to give. It's like putting your mask on first before somebody else is in the air in the airplane, right? You're no help to your baby if you're passed out. So this was the first Valentine's Day that I was not putting someone else's needs above my own. I was only focused on me. And I loved it. I loved it, mamas. I had such a good day. And I went to the grocery store looking all hot. I was like, free the nips. Like, (laughs) had my hair done, had my makeup done. And went and bought all the ingredients. I was looking for, I'm like, I want cake. I want cake for Valentine's Day. So I bought myself a white chocolate and raspberry cake. And fucking, oh, you better believe I ate that cake. And um, it was wonderful. I was by myself, but I was not lonely. I felt so loved by myself. And and so, yeah, I, I, I just, I count myself so lucky and blessed and it's like you know we compare ourselves to people in relationships and people in marriages and it's like oh they've been together for 20 years and it's this glorified thing but there's quantity and there's quality right and to me I'm like I feel way further ahead now than I was deep in a codependent relationship right because I had to overcome that I had to that was all building on a foundation of sand And it was all going to come crumbling down or it was going to keep taking my energy away. And now I am single and not ready to mingle, but I feel so much further ahead than I was. So codependent no more, this Valentine's mamas. It was all about me, myself, and I, and I had my chicken Alfredo, and I bought myself kombucha as my wine because I was really craving it, and cake, and it was awesome. It was so awesome, and I watched a cheesy, stupid rom-com that I literally fast-forwarded most of it because I couldn't even handle it, but I did it to say I did it, okay? And also... And the loving intention behind this too, mamas, is like, when I first started this podcast, it's not that I like want to share my deep, dark secrets and share it from a megaphone, right? Um, It's vulnerable. It's painful. And like I said, every time I post something, it feels like a little death because I'm sharing a part of me that's now like, okay, that's now a past part of me, right? And I'm moving forward 
beyond that. And it's, it's raw and humiliating in a way, right? And, and humility is like hot fire. It'll burn you alive and you die from it and become something new right? And these people, these successful people know this and have practiced this over and over and over again. Um, The humiliation of showing up vulnerable and being burned alive and then coming out new and coming out stronger. So, and the loving intention behind this is, yeah, I love Megan Fox and MGK and I want to talk about that and I want to talk about them. And also if it's clickbaity and more people find this podcast from that, so be it. Like, I have love to give. I have love to give for the world, for anyone who's going through a heartbreak, for anyone who's going through a hard time, because I know how it feels and it fucking hurts and it fucking sucks. And at least for my journey, a lot of it's been on my own. A lot of it's been deep diving in my head. And I know that like the things that I have realized and the things that I've come to would have been a lot faster if I had just been vulnerable and talked to other people about it um but you know there's a time and place for that there's a time and place for opening up to somebody and doing your own work and so podcasts have been a huge part of my healing so I think that's part of what drew me to starting a podcast too is um like understanding that people going through heartbreak in whatever form you know like if I can provide a podcast that that eases some of your pain and your burden, then so be it. It, it makes my pain worth it, you know, and not in like this hero ugh, cringe way, but just like, honestly, you know, it, it truly gives me purpose to be able to share my story and hope that it provides some comfort, you know, and I'm not trying to trauma compare that that's actually an interesting point that Amanda brought up you know I'm going through it I've I've shared with you my struggles and it's a high time of adversity and and growth and transformation in my life but I'm not trying to compare I'm trying to just show you that like we can do it like we can do the hard things as Glennon Doyle puts such a good podcast name too if if mine wasn't my own mama I tell you um but tying it into my own mama is like, I think that is the answer. Love is the answer. And there is nothing more powerful than a mother's love. And I believe that with my whole heart because I have been following my rebel heart and it has led me to where I'm meant to be, which is right here, right now, sitting on my yoga mat, sitting on my floor, talking with you. This is where I'm meant to be right now in this moment. And you listening to this podcast is exactly where you are meant to be. And you know how I know that? Because we've just brought awareness to this present moment. And you are now aware that you are in the right place at the right time. No matter what that looks like. If you're uncomfortable, if you're comfortable, if you're listening, if you're speaking, if you're cooking, if you're baking, what are, what are you doing? You're doing what you're meant to be doing right now. And there's relaxation in that and comfort in that. Love is the answer. And I am here to advocate for that. And the way that I connect with love the most deeply is by mothering myself and offering that permission and invitation to other people to unlock in their own hearts 
because you have a mama in you who loves you so much and you have a mama bear in you who would die for you and will die for you over and over and over again. And therefore you can love the people you love with a fuller heart, with a bigger heart. Let it open, let it expand. Here's my loving intention, mamas. I don't care who is listening to this podcast. I've shared my deepest, darkest, I don't care because I'm here for you and you are the superhero. You are the powerhouse. You are the one with the answers and it doesn't have to be this big dramatic, like move, move somewhere and throw your life away and, and, you know, end everything, burn it all down with a match. That's not what I'm saying. And I hope that that is not how it comes across because that is what my heart journey was. And it was a step-by-step process. It's a baby step. So you are the one with the answers. You're the one who knows. Listen, listen, and build that trust with yourself. Build that loving relationship with yourself that if you feel something on your heart to do, do it. If you feel like, and I always bring it back to the baby steps of self-care, If you just take a second, take some deep breaths and see what comes up for you. It could literally be, I'm craving chicken Alfredo tonight. Okay. Now it's on you. The creative idea, the loving intention is there. You have to call it into action and actions speak louder than words. Mamas, it's like any other relationship. You need to be the one to do that for yourself. Okay. You need to figure out how to get the money for that. If you know, you're in a situation like me, (laughs) if you're in debt, you're figuring it out, you know, you need to take the action to plan around it, to go and get yourself the ingredients and actualize it. Take the time, make yourself this comfort food that your body is craving and show up for yourself. That is love. That is love for yourself. And mamas, that's it. Okay. You don't have to go and fucking torture life. All you have to do is build a loving relationship with yourself and listen because your sweetheart has something to say, something nobody else can say. And I want to hear it. I want to hear it because you are magic. You are something special. So yeah, for that reason, mamas, I encourage you to share this podcast with somebody who might need to hear it. Somebody who wants the hot goss from a very specific, narrow-minded perspective, just one person's opinion. Um, But yeah, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared of my shame and my humiliation or when I am, I move through that. You know, like I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to show up. And I told you my wound is Leo, which is that spotlight um, sign. And as I've healed my worthiness wounds, I'm realizing I have a gift to share and to offer. And so it's not about me anymore. So if my heart calls me to that, then so be it, right? My heart called me to this podcast, so be it. I showed up. 
And now I'm at the point where I realize I do want this shared. I do want this out there because it's not about me. Fuck my vulnerability and my wounds and my healing and my process. And not in like, you know, a mean way, but just like, it's not about me. And thank God for that. I can just remove myself from the equation, do what feels right and go with that. And it starts with the baby steps of listening. That is a loving mother. That is secure attachment, listening. And so I encourage you to make time and space in your day to just listen to your sweetheart. It has something to say. And all it is, is building a loving relationship. That's it. That's it. So I encourage you to make time and space for that for yourself today. Mamas, no matter what that looks like. And you are my hero for being here with me right now, listening to this podcast, practicing listening. You're practicing right now. And you are the only one with the gifts and talents that you have. You are the only one with your voice and your message and your light and your beauty. And I just love you. I hold space for you. I admire you. It's like that namaste. The highest in me bows to the highest in you. You are incredible. You are radiant. And if I can support you in any teeny tiny way on your journey to living a loving life, then please, I would love to. So thank you so much for being here and spending your invaluable time and energy with me. And until next time, mamas, take care.